0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Extra Point Podcast. My name is Todd Stiles. I'm one of the pastors here at First Family Church in Ankeny, Iowa. Really glad you've joined us today here on Tuesday, October the 11th. The Extra Point Podcast is an opportunity for us as your pastors to take a peek back at the previous week's text or topic and to bring some additional insight, further application, uh, even deeper observation. And on today's podcast, I actually want to go back two weeks uh, when we spoke from Jonah chapter 4, and I want to bring some further clarity to the final phrases of the chapter. Uh, I'll be in Jonah 3 next week, um, bringing a message entitled God's Global Means. If you recall, the uh, first Sunday of October, I spoke on God's Global end. And uh, we use Jonah 4 as kind of our main text in which we saw God's heart for all nations. Concluding Jonah 4 is the rhetorical question God asks Jonah that uh, essentially says, you know, you're sorrowful and compassionate for a plant. Can I not be sorrowful and compassionate? Can I not have pity on an entirely great city in which there are more than 120,000 people who don't know their right hand from their left? I didn't address that phrase in the message, and I want to take a minute, if I could, and just maybe express to you and explain to you what that phrase means. Uh, It is used in this book, in the concluding verse, and the sense could be, so was Nineveh filled with 120,000 people uh, who didn't know anything, and and what does that mean? Well, there's been a few um, views expressed. One is that it refers to children. And so they would say this refers to infants who aren't, you know, uh, able to even know or distinguish between two things. Um, I don't hold to that view. It's a pretty common view um, that it refers to children. I don't hold that view. Some think that it refers to those who are mentally handicapped and are not able to, even though they're older, they don't have the mental capacity or faculty uh, to know between right and wrong, uh, I don't hold to that view either. I think the way it's used in the text uh, is to simply let us know that Nineveh is filled with people who are spiritually ignorant, but they're not spiritually innocent. In other words, they they are responsible for their evil, but yet they perhaps aren't aware of, um, God's righteousness. And this is why Jonah was sent to preach God's coming judgment to them. And the way out of that judgment was repentance to God. So I think it simply refers to the fact that there are more than 120,000 people, um, who are spiritually lost. Uh, they don't know the difference, so to speak, um, uh, or even the uh, the options out there they just are blindly following the evil path and participating in all kinds of evil actions and so though they are spiritually responsible they are also spiritually blind and so they just don't know they're not aware thus the need for Jonah to preach repentance now let me simply also say this this is not an uncommon phrase um uh, Christ used something similar when on the cross, when he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. In one sense, you could say, well, they did know what they were doing. They were um, methodically um, crucifying Jesus. And so they knew how to drive the nails and thrust the spear. They knew how to torture They knew how to slowly kill a man. And yet, he says they didn't know what they were doing. And by that, he's referring to they didn't know they were crucifying the Son of God, the Messiah. And so Christ is using similar language on the cross um, that the writer of Jonah does. In other words, he's referring to people spiritually blind and spiritually lost, spiritually ignorant, but not spiritually innocent. And then there's even the... um, last phrase of the verse that comes after the one i just talked about it's this one about where he says um there's also much cattle and i find it quite intriguing that the book ends with a reference to cattle and, and you could wonder well is jonah here saying that god has compassion not only on people but on the animals and i think we could say yes to that question i'd remind you that you know all of creation uh will be redeemed uh At the consummation of Christ's kingdom, so there'll be a perfect environment, um, a a kingdom environment for both man and beast in that glorious day. Here, he's not saying that cattle are saved; he's simply saying that God has compassion on the cattle. And I think um, I would agree with some scholars who would say this: that it's God's way of saying to Jonah, uh, "You." have compassion on a plant, you have pity for a plant, can you up your game a bit and care for cattle and people? And so you might ask, is God saying that cattle matter more than plants? Well, some say that's what he's saying. I'll leave that up to your own discretion, but he is using this last phrase as a way to prod Jonah, to poke Jonah. He's using this entire rhetorical question to move Jonah to having a deeper heart of compassion, a heart of compassion like God's. Incidentally, if you were to read, I think it's chapter 3, you'll find that when the king realized that there was revival, and I may should say even just repentance taking place in the land, he ordered that the people fast and put on sackcloth. You'll notice that, that he had the animals engage in this as well, and so the owners of the animals were to put on uh, their animals certain uh, materials that were sackcloth, and they were to not let animals drink. And so there was a countrywide, you know, um, uh, economic-wide posture of repenting to the Lord, not only among the men and women, but among the animals owned by the men and women. So perhaps that's a reason that at the very end God addresses the cattle, because the the cattle were a big deal in Nineveh. However, whatever the case, I think the, the the phrase is used to simply say to Jonah, uh, "Up your game when it comes to compassion, would you?" And I think that really is the point of this final verse. I hope that helps explain these final two phrases. Um, they don't change uh, the meaning of the book. They don't necessarily bring a ton of difference in our application or interpretation. But they are quite informative they're intriguing they're fun to talk about and hopes that helps give you a greater understanding and some deeper insight into this book of the bible called jonah oh by the way one more thing as we close the podcast today there are only two books of the old testament that end with a question obviously this one here jonah the other one's nahum and interestingly both books discuss the city of nineveh just another tidbit there for you some trivia Hope you have a great day. I'll see you next week on the Extra Point Podcast.